Hey mama, how you doing? Real quick, before we get into this episode, I just want to read you my very first review. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea how grateful I am just to always get your feedback and just to know that you guys can relate. I love reading your comments and all of your replies and the shares. It just means so much. So let me read my first review and this is from Brittany Pearson it says very relatable destiny keeps it very real as she delves into these topics that are so prevalent to me as a mom trying to get everything done and hold everything together looking forward to season two. Oh, Brittany thanks so much girl Whoop whoop! <laughs> Drop me a review. Leave me an audio message. I want to know that this is resonating, you know, and that we are growing through this process together and just reaching that 2.0 status, girl. So without further ado, honey, let's get into this interview. Destiny Asia, and we are mommy at home. Okay, woo woo. Yes, yes, yes. This is a show where we are stay-at-home moms, and we are getting it. Okay, we are holding down these households. We are making sure everything runs smoothly. We are cooking and cleaning. We are holding down these men, honey, these children. Okay, we are breaking up fights. We are changing diapers. We are doing it all from home. And we are doing whatever it takes, okay? We have got to do whatever it takes to maintain our peace and sanity while trying to keep the whole entire family happy, including ourselves, okay? So that's what it's all about. And we are back. (laughs) Woo woo, it's been a long time, okay? I am coming through with a bonus episode. I just, I had to just, you guys, I cannot wait to tell you what I have been up to, but that's going to be another episode on another day, okay? Today, I am sitting down and chatting with my friend and mentor, Brie Islar. She's a wife, a mom, a social media marketing strategist, and an entrepreneur, Okay, so I don't even want to take up any more time, you guys. I want to get right to it. We talked about so much. She talks about how to really push through and pursue your dreams and build that business in the middle of a pandemic. And she shares with us her journey through motherhood, battling lupus, and a child with special needs. Girl, grab your wine, grab your coffee. Let's get to it. Oh my God, Bree! Hey, girl. I have been trying to get you on the show forever. Seems like, right? <laughs> I know, right? When we first started talking about this, you were definitely about to pop, and now you got a whole new baby girl in the house. So I'm so happy for you, and she is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It looks like you got a twin now. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Yay. that's what I wanted oh of course here they come listen it's, it is what it is that's called mom life I just I really wanted to thank you oh my god Bree, because I'm telling you I swear to god none of this would even be happening if it had not been for you like when I came when I came across your page and um you know just your message and how you were just like I remember it was like one little post and it was like what are you doing this weekend and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so, so glad um, that you did. Yeah, I mean, that's just so powerful to have a kind of impact on people. So, uh, you know, without further ado, please, please, please tell everybody, tell us about your journey, girl. Tell us about, because I know you've been a teacher. You've got the two girls. You've been a stay-at-home mom. And just, you are just doing it all. So please, please, please just tell us your journey, you know, of motherhood up until this point. Wow. Okay. Well, um, (laughs) I'm really, really glad. Let me start by saying that. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so glad that um, the message that I really, really am intentional about sharing on my platform, on all of my platforms, is about empowering women, you know, to 
um, take the risk that sometimes society might deem is crazy. You know, some people around us, a lot of times, especially for women, especially for moms, we're oftentimes put into a box where it's like, you're just supposed to be one thing. And I think for me, becoming a mother kind of helped me to see that there are so many more options and that the things that I dreamt about doing and becoming before I became a mom were still possible for me to achieve. So I would say um, my journey for me in motherhood actually started before I had my kids. Um, my husband and I um, were surrogate parents to my younger sister's kids. So before my husband and I had our daughters, um, we were full-time taking care of my two nieces. Um, the oldest one actually will be 12 this year and the youngest one will be um, 10. <laughs> and uh, they were living with us. Um, I was teaching full-time in Washington, DC and um, they went to the school that I taught at. So it kind of was a perfect situation. My sister wasn't really able to do a lot of the things that, well, for us, it was a tribe, you know, it takes a village. And so it was my mom, my sister, and I, we all kind of worked together as a team to make sure that the kids were good and um, able to go to school and have that um, early childhood education. And so they stayed with my husband and I during the week. And then, um, so that was my introduction to motherhood. Mm -hmm. um, I was very much so a part of their upbringing from doctor's appointments to parent-teacher conferences to homework and projects and school supplies and just discipline and just the whole thing. I learned how to be a mother because of my nieces. Um, and so mm -hmm. when we moved to Texas, obviously they weren't our kids. My mom was still in um, back in Maryland. And so she kept the girls and we came here. Um, by that time, Cam was born, our oldest. And so um, they kind of prepared me really. I, di I didn't really, I knew what motherhood looked like, but I didn't know what it really felt like until I had my child. So when, when Cameron was born, um, you know, I've shared about it before. She was born with a neurological condition. I actually went into free term labor with her at, 21 or 25 weeks, I honestly can't remember, but um, when she was born, there was some neurological things that I immediately noticed with her. And um, I think it was my experience being a, you know, surrogate mom to my nieces. I, we're, we're their godparents, so I, don't, I guess I shouldn't say surrogate, but we are my nieces' godparents. But the experience that I had in taking care of them and just being observant and wanting to, you know, help them um, helped me you know, uh, to figure out how we could be of best service to Cameron. And being here in Texas now, um, which was a big transition for us as well, but I just have continued to be, you know, who I've always been, but um, tried now to kind of take it to a different, a different space. And um, I moved more so into my whole, you know, building of my entrepreneurship, like building something that actually can help other moms as well. So being a mom and then being an entrepreneur and just kind of putting the two pieces together um, has been where I have kind of transitioned into now. Right. So what was it that led you from going into teaching to wanting to go full time, doing your own thing, um, not going back into the workforce every day? Um, okay. So while I was teaching in DC, um, I taught in Southeast DC um, at a public charter school. And while I was teaching, actually, um, I started my whole social media journey on YouTube. So initially, I was just on YouTube. And that was before blogging really was a thing for me. I think I really hadn't, I, I don't think that I knew of any bloggers really back then. I started in 2010. And um, so while I was doing YouTube and teaching full time, um, and then I was a part time uh, director of our extended day program. So I was working at least 10 hours a day at the school. And then I would come home and film videos and like quietly post on YouTube, right? <laughs> and nobody like, nobody really knew about YouTube like that. I started um, doing it. It was just like a creative outlet for me um, because I was doing makeup and I was doing beauty and like fashion and lifestyle stuff. 
And I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it, but immediately after I started my YouTube channel, um, I think because there wasn't a lot of black girls that were doing it back then, it grew. My audience was just like growing. Like I was, a, I was a partner with Google before being a partner with Google was like a thing, you know what right, I mean? Like right. I was getting YouTube Google checks like early, you know? So <laughs> um, it was just like extra money, you know? So every time I would get my checks, um, I would buy more makeup and do more videos and just mm -hmm. like invest in it constantly into that and um, full-time teaching still. And wow. so by, um, I don't want to, I, I think it was by year six of teaching uh, our school, they let us know that there was a possibility that our school was going to be closing, um, but that the opportunity was there if the teachers wanted to reapply for the school that was going to take over our building, then we had the opportunity to do that. And for me, I just felt like, you know, I was, I was getting to a point in my teaching journey where it was becoming like I was on cruise control. It was so easy for me. Um, I have a really, really, I've had really great relationships with all of my students and parents. I, I had a great assistant in my classroom. Um, I loved teaching, but it was becoming really mundane. It was the same thing every day. Like once you get to know your students and you know how they learn, you know how to teach them, it just becomes like, you know, I felt robotic. And so I had started talking to my husband about leaving, you know, and really seeing what the opportunities could be if I left the classroom and really went into um, building something through my online presence. And so we prayed about it and kept talking to each other and, you know, really trying to figure out what made the most sense. And um, towards the end of the school year of the final year, because we got a year's notice, like it, it was kind of like a thing where they let us know what was going on. And then we started doing these proceedings, trying to fight for the school to stay open. And the more that I was fighting for the school to stay open, the more I realized that I was really fighting against what I knew God had for me to take the leap of faith and to do something new. Um, and so uh, the year that the school actually did close, I had gotten an email from a network that represented social media influencers, inviting me to become a part of the network. And it, for me, kind of felt like the final sign before right. I could let the school know, like, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm gonna see what happens if I really <laughs> chase this. Like, if I really put myself out there you know, what could be. Um, and so when we got the email about the invitation to join the network to have um, professional representation for as an influencer, I was like, okay, I'm going to let the school know, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of how it worked for me. I, I decided that I was going to quit. You know, I just, okay. I didn't want to be someone because I've always been the person who like, you know, tells people, take the chance, take the risk. My mom even will tell you, like, she always has been one who's like, yo, I'm proud that you just took a risk. You, I went, when I graduated from high school, I went all the way to Florida by myself to go to college. Like, my family always is like, who does this? Like, I've always been the girl who, like, takes, told people to do it. But it was the first time that I was presented with the opportunity where it was like, you're either going to do this or you're not. And so I prayed and you know, I had my husband's support in, this, in the decision and I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to walk away. And yeah. to be honest, it was scary, but it was like the best decision. It was the best decision. It was the best. That's wonderful. And that's so good that, you know, your husband was supportive and, you know, you moved in in God's timing, you know what I mean? Right. So right. now tell us what that looks like. So now you, you made the decision to venture out on your own, you know what I'm saying? You're following your plan. You know, it's the right thing. You've got the support. You've got the two girls at home. You've got both girls at this time, or is it just Cam? Um, at that time, I, I hadn't even had Cam yet. I just had my nieces, they were still with us. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So this yeah. is way back. Okay, yeah. so then, so when you, so what does that look like trying to build this empire, build this business, your entrepreneurial, your entrepreneurial journey with the kids at home? Like, how were you able to do that? You know, I, it was God. <laughs> because and then bringing on, two little ones into that even, and then having one, like you said, with the special needs. I mean, girl, like, it was, it was it crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. I, 
I, I promise you, like people, that's the question that people ask me more than anything. <laughs> right. And I, I can't even attribute it to anything other than God, because mm. listen, on top of that, my mom has severe lung disease, right? And so mm. my and husband and I, exactly. Um, so my husband and I actually moved. We were living in a city a little bit further from my mom. We moved back um, to be closer to her because she and I were kind of the partners um, who were really helping to make sure that my nieces were good. Um, and so we moved two minutes from my mom. I was her caregiver. So I was sitting with her for her IV infusions. And while I'm sitting there with her nurse taking care of my mom or, you know, following her from one hospital to the next because she had constant pneumonia, um, I would be with my niece uh, or with the girls and they would be with me at the hospital or, you know, it, I really don't know how I did it. It was just God and my family, my husband and my mom. It was God, my husband and my mom, because um, if it had have been just me by myself, I, I think I would have completely crumbled because I didn't really know how, you know, I, I didn't know how I was able to do it all. And so for me, what I ended up having to do was I went from creating like sit down content on social media and on YouTube to more of like, let me just take you along for the ride, right? So I would do these vlogs so that people could see like, okay, I was at home and then I had to take my nieces to school in DC. And then I would have to, my, at one point my mom was in the hospital. So I would leave from dropping them off um, to school and go to the hospital. And then I would be at the hospital until like the wee hours of the morning with my mom and then come home. And you know, it, it, it was the most chaotic, crazy time for me. Um, and I think that just me being open and honest with my community and with my followers was what really spoke to my credibility and helped them to see like I'm human too. Like it's one thing to get on, you know, social media on camera or pictures or whatever and, you know, post the the pretty side, you know, just make it all look good. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a whole other thing when you can be honest and be real with people and let them know like, listen, I don't have time to glue down my wig today. And I didn't want to do my brows. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I kind of went from, that was the metamorphosis for me with my content that went from like needing it to be perfect to needing it to be more just relatable and real. And I think that was when my audience continued to grow because people saw me as human as opposed to like this person, you know, like sometimes people just want to feel like you're just human, you know, like, you understand where they're coming from because you're experiencing some of the same things that they're experiencing. So that was pretty much how it worked for me. I just kind of had to, I had to prioritize what I, what I wanted and where I was and it worked out. Yeah. I love that you said that. And, and so basically you had to just mentally prepare yourself, you know, like, yeah, yeah. that is wonderful. So what is it when you're in the trenches? Because like it, from what it sounds like, you've been through some hard times, you know, before. Like this COVID-19 is probably like nothing. You know, it's like just yeah. another obstacle, another challenge, another thing that, you, that you're overcoming. So what does it look like when you're trying to mentally prepare yourself when, it, when it's in the trenches and you're still trying to do social media and be that influencer and still inspire and encourage and empower other women? Um, how are you mentally like dealing with that? Um, you know, I said the other day, I don't know if I told, if I was just talking to my husband or if I actually shared it um, with my mom, but I said, you know, I really, um, I thank God for the hardest times that I experienced prior to COVID-19. Mm -hmm. I thank God for the times where I sat on the floor and just cried out to God, like, I really don't think I can do this. And listen, there were so many times where I would just mentally and physically break down and just cry. Like I would tell God, like, I cannot do this anymore. I can't do this. If you don't do this with me, this will not mm. become, a. it will not be accomplished because I, I felt that low so many times you know um and i did i think i did share for sure in my stories a couple of weeks ago when i was diagnosed with lupus i was a sophomore in high school and i didn't really understand like what lupus was i just knew how bad i was feeling i was missing school my hair had started to fall out and 
I didn't really know what was going on. I couldn't walk that well that my mom would come in and try to like lay hands on me and pray for me and just her touching me hurt. Right. So I didn't, I didn't understand what it was. I didn't back then, obviously there wasn't a real, um, a real good understanding of the disease. Um, but determining that there was a problem was what gave me hope. Understanding that there was a diagnosis as opposed to them just like constantly saying that it was this or it was that, um, but actually definitively saying, oh, okay, then this might be what it is. It's lupus um, mm -hmm. was what gave me hope, right? Because now at least we know what the problem is. So let's research how to solve it. And so I would say that for me, um, being able to somewhat handle what's going on in the world um, has been a lot easier for me to digest because we know what the problem is. And for me, what I found as the solving um, resolution to any problem in my world has been God. And so now if we know how, if we are now clear on what the problem is, just injecting God into it has what has been what's kept me kind of at peace. Now that's not to say that it hasn't bothered me because I am, I am completely shaken, like not shaken, but like I can't shake the sadness that I feel for the people um, who are being affected by COVID-19. I am constantly praying for the families and um, just the world right now. But I think my lack of fear during this time is because I know that God has brought me through so many other things before this. God brought me through lupus. He brought me through, you know, strife and family issues. He brought me through, you know, taking care of my mom and being a caregiver to my nieces. He's brought me through, you know, at one point in time, my husband and I were praying for a child and we had two in less than in less than two years. So I know that God has proven himself, even though he didn't have to in the past, I've seen it. And so my faith has not been shaken um, during this really, really incredible time because I already know the God who said that he would supply all of my needs and has done it. So I think that's how I've been able to maintain during this time. But I definitely have been like really sad for people who um, are being affected, you know, who are going through so much because of this. I have definitely been really, really sad for them. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a, a sad time, you know. But it, yeah. for some reason, I don't know, I've been having this, like you said, there's a sense of peace, there's a sense of calm that I feel that this is just going to bring so much, so much goodness, you know what I mean? Like once we mm -hmm. get through this, I just feel like things are going to be better from this, you know, but it's hard mm -hmm. to tell the people that can't see it, you know, so. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just really important too. That's why I had to even just kind of back up away from social media to just to yeah. go inward. You know what I mean? And just to yeah, get for clear, sure. I, I wanted to get more better directions and clear guidance on what to do when this is all over. You know what I mean? Because I think it's mm -hmm. going to be different. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I agree. <clears throat> so, what are some of the things that you're doing? You know, behind the scenes for your business during this time? I mean, are you having issues with like? creating content has this kind of like slowed your business down or kind of speeded it up because i know in the beginning a lot of social media influencers were like this is the time to go hard go hard go hard go hard and then now mm -hmm. i see some people are kind of like slowing it down and then mm -hmm. so like where where are you at with that now has this been beneficial to your business or is this like a time to rebrand kind of like re-emerge like what do you do behind the scenes girl what you're cooking <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for me, I think because my business is so multifaceted, so influencing is one part of my business. Um, it's one part of my framework. It's one way that I make money, but it's not the only way. So I have not really been as engaged in influencing right now um, because I don't feel um, I don't feel that creative bug right now when it comes to, you know, you know, picture perfect moments that I yes, you know share yes. on social media. It's just, it's not where I'm at right now. Um, okay. However, I am uh, definitely in the business mindset um, right now where I'm more so focused on, you know, doing the work to build the business behind the scenes. So for me, I actually um, am taking a business course right now. 
and I've been working on um, kind of reef like not necessarily rebranding, but moving things around um, with my businesses behind the scenes so that um, when I'm ready to really push business again, um, it actually is a true representation of what I've been doing um, during this time. So I think uh, some people are more inspired to create during really somber times. Some people really feel that that bug to really, you know, create and share and talk and show. And then other people are not so much that way. And so for me, I actually said, like, you're going to see a lot more entertainment right now. You're going to see a lot more videos and content because people are at home. And some people, that is what they're inclined to do during this time. Uh, but for me, and I think a lot of other, especially moms, it's just not really realistic. Uh, a lot of times the content that I right. create produce is done in the wee hours of the night or the wee hours of the morning where the kids are asleep you know what I'm saying uh, or a nap time like it is right now where I know that I can actually focus on getting something done and now having the girls like going non-stop and my husband actually working from home like I have to maintain the kids to keep them quiet so he can work you know so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not like a thing where I can sit and you know film and you know, take <laughs> pictures and do makeup and Right. It's just not, it's not, it's not me right now. So what I am able to do during this time is work quietly when the house is quiet and that's at bedtime and nap time. Um, and what I am doing is uh, just kind of rebranding my business. Not, I don't want to say rebranding, but like putting it into a more professional presentation. Um, as you know, I've created courses and they're, um, other things that I do as far as like consulting and stuff like that, that I've, I've been doing for a while now. Um, so I'm just kind of repackaging it so that it's more efficient um, and more, I guess, effective for the people who are going to be future clients of mine, but it hasn't been something that slowed my business down. I think a lot of people, you know, are really gung-ho and excited and I love it. I love the excitement. I love, you know, a lot of people have, you know, started new businesses or have new products and things like that that they're offering. And I love all of it. I, I'm, I'm always inspired by ambitious people. I'm more so um, have been passionately working behind the scenes mm. on like logos that and building so a whole new website <laughs> and, you know, new contracts and new agreements and, yes, you know, just that girl. whole bit. Absolutely, yeah, that's, I get it. That's and that's what I love yeah. about you. I always feel like you are like saying exactly the words in my mind. <laughs> like <laughs> literally, we be saying the exact same thing. Like that's absolutely that's that's exactly what I'm doing. But also too, yeah. I feel like especially coming from like a stay-at-home mom standpoint, where this is what we were doing anyway, kind of sort of. Mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. It's kind of like we're in a position like we have to re. <laughs> we're the ones that are kind of like thrown off track a little bit, as opposed to a woman who a mm -hmm. mom who works. And now she has all of this additional free time. It's kind of like they are in our space. You know, it's kind of like we yes. can't really move the way we are yes. used to moving. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? Let me just relax and uh, I'm going to have to, <laughs> because it's not the same for us. So I get where you Exactly. Coming. I came out of the room the other day and I called my husband, baby daddy. He, he gave the girls each their own cups of yogurt. And we know that's not the rule, you know? Like, we split yogurt in here, you know? But, like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what we do during the day because he's right. never home, you know? Right. So it's those little things. Like, those little nuances really do have the power to change the dynamic of your household if you allow them to. Absolutely, and yes. so I've, because, I've mm -hmm. just been in a place where I'm just like, yo, whatever works, you know? Yep, like, right. whatever. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's the same thing for me. Like, he'll come in and give them like the whole bag of chips and it's like now y'all know y'all have to like split the snacks split the chips split not that much juice <laughs> dilute the juice with water <laughs> so i have i've had to be really mindful to just be like okay let me just let daddy do his thing and you know it's not that serious okay because honey we walking in that 2.0 status right i cannot wait to see what you know what comes out on the other side of this thing like how we put everything all together and you know what this brings about just yeah. with, especially with your presence and the way that you just help and encourage so many women you know even when we did that challenge together like 
I don't, I, I didn't know <laughs> all of the, half of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. definitely just, um, it's been a blessing. You've really been a blessing to my life. And I know the other women in the group lives too. You know, everyone speaks so highly of you outside of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, like the other girls, because I still keep in touch with them. Good, good. That's what I hoped for. Yeah, so that was a really, that was a really good thing that you put together, you know? I appreciate it, you guys. I still do, you know. I think that um, for me at the time when I created that challenge that is actually being reworked behind the scenes right now into a course, um, at the time it was really for me, it was it, it was needed because I wanted to see that women can build and work together. You know, like mm-hmm. there's not a need for competition. There's not a need for, you know, the cattiness and just the negativity that oftentimes um, comes with females. Um, but that this can <laughs> actually be something that brings about positivity and, you know, actually hopefully innovated other people and inspire people to think outside of the boxes for themselves and create new opportunities for themselves like you did. And honestly, that's how Influencer Society was born. It was it was the result of what happened with us and our private group. That organic like kinship and relationship that we built that says, hey, we're in this together. We can all win. We can all, you know, do our separate things and build our separate empires, but still congratulate and encourage and speak highly of each other in the process. Um, you guys were the inspiration for Influencer Society and um, you know, it was really my honor. And I said it like so many times, you know, I said it to y'all, like it was really my honor um, to have been able to work with you guys because you guys, uh, you ladies really showed that um, what I thought, what I thought was something that could be possible was actually something that I should have known all along could, could occur. And, and you guys did that. Y'all, y'all showed up and um it meant a yes. lot to me. It did. It meant a lot yeah. to see, you know, even just seeing where people started, seeing where you guys are now. When I look right. at your content and your pages and the opportunities that you're getting and, you know, you joining Mommy Nation and um, Z, you know, doing so much as a blogger and just the business frameworks that you guys have created since um, we started, just seeing where you started to where you guys are now. Y'all, I'm so proud. Like, I, I really... I'm proud that y'all trusted me to listen to what I said and right. that you did the work, right? Like y'all didn't just right. listen, but right. you actually did the work and you're continuing to mm-hmm. um, rise to the occasion that I think a lot of people, and that's what I say a lot of times, people come on social media and they think, or they have this desire to create something viral that blows them up. And, you know, they just get all these followers and, and don't really know what to do with it from there. And so one of the programs that I'm working on right now is going to teach people how to use your platform to build a business beyond that. Like, that's why I said, like, for me, I have the influencer page, that's Brie Knows Best, but I also have an influencer content and inspirational page that's Influencer Society. And guess what? I actually have a new page that's going to be launching soon that's going to be with my consulting um, to teach people how to use their platforms to create businesses, to make money on top of the money that they can be making as influencers that, you know, to let people know, hey, look, it's, it's a lot of opportunity on social media and let people say what they want. Because when I started, people said like, oh, she's doing YouTube. Oh, she's, she overshares on social media. You know, people laughed at me sitting in front of a camera and talking to nobody and posting my, like people had a lot to say. But like I, I found after I left my job teaching, I was able to maintain my lifestyle from the money that I was making on social media. So, wow. you know, it wasn't a thing like, I, I had to come out of this place where I cared so much about what people were saying because I knew that what I was doing was actually profitable. I knew that what I was doing wasn't hurting anyone. It was encouraging and inspiring other people and it was helping us pay our bills. So, you know, that's what I'm passionate about teaching people now. It's like, yeah, can I give you some strategy for, you know, up-leveling your page? Yeah. Do you want to yes. work with brands? Yeah, I can, I can help you with that. But <laughs> what if I could teach you how to build a business 
with right. where you are on your page. Like how, what if I could show you that? Would you, you know, so that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm even more so passionate about that um, now because you got to start somewhere. Yes. But don't stay there. Exactly. And I think that's where, that's what I'm passionate about teaching people. Like, like I said, take the risk, you know, do what everybody else is not doing. Take, go the opposite direction and see what happens. If you're passionately driven and you want to do the work and you understand that there's not a magic formula to success, I say, take it, take the risk and, and really be passionately driven in that, in that pursuit and see what happens. And you'll find that it's, it's totally worth it. It will be worth it. Absolutely. And so now let's talk about doing the work a little bit, right? Because like you say, you've got Influencer Society, Mom Life 360, Reno's Best, you're implementing, you know, you've got all of these different businesses and different brands and everything, plus the kids, plus now COVID-19. Girl, like, are are you, have you had to implement a new type of schedule or routine? Are you doing like a time management blocking system? Like, um, how are you handling, you know, the different accounts? Like what, how was your time split up? Like really, honestly, what does it look like right now in the midst of this? Honestly, it's about, I can't, I could not do all of this without a team. So I have a team of moms who curate for Mom Life 360 um, I was actually building a team before all of this for my content creator, like area as Brino's best. Um, I'd hired a photographer. Um, I'm working with someone who's going to be editing videos for me. Um, but you know what? One thing that I can say is um, I started a long time ago and I'm kind of repurposing stuff that I had and making it work for what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do now. Yeah. Um, because I actually was writing scripts for videos a year ago that I'm using as content for posts, for captions under my posts and, you know, emails for my email group. And, you know, so I kind of been working so long on all of this that um, I'm kind of just like pulling out old notebooks and looking at what I had um, years past and, you know, repurposing it for what I am trying to accomplish now. Um, But definitely for me, it's about having a team and um, batching as much content as you possibly can. So whatever I create for one platform, I will use on multiple platforms. So I kind of am big on with video content. I script my videos um, for my business page. And so if I have a script, then I just take excerpts from the script to use as posts on um, social media and then you know just kind of move stuff around so one thing can be purposed um, multiple times as right. opposed to kind of like reinventing the wheel every single time you're right. trying to do something mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's really but you know honestly my time management is wanky I've always been a night owl I'm up until like three almost every night so <laughs> you know but I work like I said I work my best when the, when the house is quiet I get so much more accomplished so I'm not really binging on much TV right now. Uh, We actually just turned our cable off. Um, I've just been kind of like honed in on what it is that I need to be working on. And I think just knowing that I have, I still have so much more to accomplish, like so much more on my list. It is what keeps me going. So (laughs) it is working out. It's working out. Yeah, because I know when I'm online, when I get on to do like the Instagram to do the engaging, like girl, you are already there. Like you, you just like reading those best like this one. She like this one. She's, I'm like, dang man, she is like there supporting everyone, showing up. Like you show up in the stories, like the consistency and the engagement. You know, I'm just like amazed. I I, I really try. Um, for me, social media is like the easiest one because it's so convenient. You know, like I could be in a car and be on social media. I could be on the toilet and be on, so, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. Um, it it doesn't matter. So I kind of, that's really, really how I kind of move it all around because once the girls go to bed, the phone is off and then the laptop comes on, you know what I mean? So I kind of prioritize it that way. Um, and then the other thing that I've been doing, um, recently is I will actually make my post for tomorrow 
at 2 a.m. the night before, like before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So that the next day, I, I'm not checking back in until I check in, you know, if that's right. lunchtime or whatever. But at least I know it's up. I showed up on that, pe- you know, on that platform um, for my audience. While I'm not showing up on social media, then I'm being a mom. And then right. when, you know, when husband gets off work, then I can be a wife. And then when husband and the kids go to bed, then I can be an entrepreneur. And that's kind of how my cycle works. Um, And that's what's really, really been helpful to me is like posting before I go to bed. I'll post before I go to bed and then get up in the morning and go along with my day until nap time. And then I'll try to like respond to posts or like if the kids are eating breakfast, I can like pictures, you know what I mean? Or like Mm -hmm. comment under people's posts. And then once they go down for their nap, I can reply to comments under the post that I made the night before, you know? And so like, I kind of work it that way so that it's not... Um, super hectic for me because if I try to do it any other way like I'll go crazy right exactly (laughs) and I think right and I'm just now realizing that I need to be doing it that way because the way I've been doing it is like I just like how you said the laptop doesn't even come out until the bedtime you know Mm -hmm. I'm like in the middle of the lunch trying to work on this on the laptop and then the phone and then this and so you're right it's like I just I had to tell myself you gotta this is what you gotta focus on right now momhood making this dinner you know Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. focus on social media for like this amount of time and then you know exactly what you but you know what I gotta tell you you're still doing great because when I have two kids and when they were (laughs) born listen I left social media completely I might have come back and like liked some people's posts or whatever but you wouldn't get anything from me I think for a full solid year after, well, maybe not a whole year, but from maybe like six months or eight months pregnant with Carter until she was probably six or seven months old, I didn't really post at all. So I already, like I told you, like you're doing awesome um, with what you're doing because you have way more to juggle even than I do. Um, So I, and that's the thing, like I really want moms, especially to know like wherever you can do then do and wherever you can't then don't you know and and don't apologize for it like you you have to do what works for you and what keeps your household at peace because I would never want or never encourage anyone who is seeking to be an influencer or otherwise to um, do it at the detriment of the peace in their household right mm-hmm. so if it's going to cause disruption in in how you're living if it's if it's going to cause you know dissension between you and your spouse or if you're not being as engaged with your kids or what have you um don't don't worry about social media because they'll be there whenever you come back like i said <laughs> right. i took a break and and they came back you know i lost a lot of followers i did when i was gone who, who was checking for me not very many people of course, I did have my OGs that stuck with me, but typically speaking, a lot of people fell off. But when I came back and I was able to um, consistently show up again, my audience continues to grow now, you know? So taking the break that you need, I encourage it all the time. Take the breaks. Um, and when the time is right for you and whoever is attached to you, whomever is connected to you, whether they're on social media or not, they're a part of your journey. And so mm-hmm. I always, you know, encourage moms especially because, and I keep saying moms because those are the people that I work with the most. Um, But I encourage people to just, you know, really sit down and evaluate, like, can I give 100% here? Because in order to, and and if not giving 100% is okay with you, are you okay with not getting 100% back? You know, and if Mm. you're okay with that, wherever you are, that's what you need to be able to do and be willing to accept. Um, But if you're not in a place where you can put that kind of time and effort, because it takes time, it's, it's a lot, it's time consuming just to come up with a a caption to go under the post to put on social media, right? Like it's a lot of work. (laughs) And so, you know, like if you're not in that mind space, sis, you know, Mm -hmm. I tell people like, take the break, walk away and come back when you're able to, um, because uh, and honestly, and I tell people like, and I respect you more for it than for you to be, you know, really killing yourself trying to show up and your household's falling apart and you, and you're aggravated and you're anxious and you're feeling overwhelmed and, you know, mm. it's just too much. It's too much, you know? Yeah. So I just, I want to applaud you because, you know, even coming back, like I said, we've been talking about 
you know, doing this podcast, you know, me being a guest for you um, on your podcast forever now. And so, you know, congratulations to you. You're doing amazing. I'm proud of you finishing up your first <laughs> season and, you know, you're doing awesome. And, you know, I, I know that um, you're doing the work and that's what's important. You even, you know, creating other opportunities and other, you know, creating your ebook and stuff like that. Those things are things that take time, you know, and um, using your time wisely is what is most valuable and most important. So, yeah, girl, don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. You're doing awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Bree. That means a lot. <laughs> You're doing awesome, girl. Yes, that's right. I did it. <laughs> okay, your girl that wrote her very first ebook. Okay, listen, the coronavirus has just hit us like a ton of bricks. Okay. I took some time. I had to go inward because, you know, we are in a a time where everybody around us, everybody in the world is losing something. Lives, jobs, homes, relationships. So everyone is just filled with fear, anxiety, and just, you know, I was right there in it. You know what I mean? I lost everything to coronavirus. And so I was right there in the trenches. I had to fight. I had to get out. And I, so I wrote down what I did. I wrote down the steps that it took, you know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm sharing it all with you. Five ways to overcome fear and anxiety. How to be still during the coronavirus. And let me tell you guys, I just, I cannot wait for you to check it out. I've got some challenges in there for you to do. I've got tools you can use today, right now to start feeling great. (laughs) Okay. You can manifest your life, right? So I've got affirmations in there. We're going to get through this together. We're going to come out better. We're going to come back stronger. We are just trusting the process and enjoying the journey. So click the link in the description box and get your free copy of my ebook today. Girl, I'm trying to get like you. I swear, (laughs) man, because you just, you know, like I can't say it enough how much I look up to you. I'm like, you know, you inspire us, you know, even like that means so much. Your woman alive, you know what I'm saying? All of us, like, it's just, and just like you were saying, just to see them keep going, everyone is still going. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? That's how you know that your plan works. You know that what you're doing is powerful. Like, girl, this is, this is going to blow up for you. You know what I That's mean? Right. Because, you, because you, your, your, your implementations work. People are doing the work. Nobody didn't slack off. Nobody was like, oh, her, her, her little challenge was whack. I ain't doing this. I don't even mm-hmm. want to do social influence mm-hmm. no more. You know what I'm saying? You're not like deterring mm-hmm. people. You're not turning people away. Yeah. So that says a lot. You know what I mean? Like to have that you know, kind I of influence, for me, that's a lot, Brie. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You really I appreciate how, it. That means a lot to me. Because, I mean, that's I a lot. Actually, that's big. <laughs> I had um, hired a business coach um, for myself because I found that I was more so um, giving, 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 giving. And one of the first things that my business coach has taught me was like, you did, you've, you've done a lot of free stuff, sis. That <laughs> was just like, <laughs> but it was in my heart to do it, you know? And I think for me right at that time, um, it was, it, it was, passion driven for me to just I just want to and I still do I just want to see people win and however and whenever the money part comes into play I receive it right right I'll gladly take it um but for me especially like I said in that season of my life it was more so about it was never about the money because I knew if I wanted to sell 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 even back then I could have pushed and sold, right? But it wasn't about the money for me. It was about creating a community, um, seeing that what I was teaching, what has worked for me, um, could actually help and work for other people. Like the proof of it all was what I was chasing then. Um, But I will say like going forward now where I am finishing up this business course and have this business mentor and business coaching and things of that nature, of course, yeah, those things now are more um, valuable to me, which is another reason why I haven't been in a place where I wanted to sell anything um, because I didn't want people to, honestly, I just didn't want people to be investing um, right now in what it was that I've been working on um, because I just want to see people win, right? I just want to see people 
doing well and being productive and actually, you know, um, pursuing what it is that is of value to them. And so, yeah, I'm really, really glad. I'm, I'm honestly so grateful um, that what I've said, because y'all know I get in y'all's ass, right? Like I get <laughs> on y'all, but it was always out of love. And it was because I wanted to see y'all win. And I res- I, res- I really respect the fact that y'all let me be me, right? Because nobody mm. got mad that I know of. Nobody was really mad at me, <laughs> you know, about what I said or how I came at, you know, like my approach to um, coaching women and um, you know, inspiring and encouraging women is one of like no nonsense. Even as a teacher in my classrooms, all of my parents, if you call anyone today, they will tell you, oh, Miss Islam didn't play. I did not play. And the, the same approach that I have in the classroom is the approach that I have in my home with my kids. And it's the same approach respectfully that I have with the people that I work with. Um, and so y'all receiving it and like letting me get on y'all and talk to you yeah, it makes it is it makes me proud to see y'all y'all took it in, y'all digested it and you made it work for yourself. So I just um, I'm so proud of y'all. Thank you for having me on here. Yes, thank you. I have to bring you back. We'll have to, you know, talk more about, you know, after the COVID nineteen For sure. We could talk about anything, mom life, wife life. <laughs> business listen i wear a few hats honey under these wigs girl so i know <laughs> so in a minute girl i'm telling you you be in my hands so much in a minute we're gonna have our it's gonna be the our show we're gonna be co-hosting this thing <laughs> listen hit me up anytime i can be a support anything you need from me you know how i feel anytime i can support i'm happy to do it um, and you, I gotta do is, you know, I'm gonna call away, DM, text, whatever. Sometimes I don't check my emails, but you can catch me on IG day in and day out. You know, I got you. As always, take what you need, leave what you don't. And if you had a blast like I did, do me a favor and screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories, girl. I'd love to know when you're listening and what you think. You know, it really makes my day to read your reviews and hear your comments. I just, I love that feedback, you guys. It really keeps me going because it lets me know that you resonate with me. And I mean, I'm just so grateful because that's why I'm here. I'm here for you. You know, we're in this together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. We're trying to reach this 2.0 status, honey. It's going down.